2: Long days and no drumstick make for short fuses. And this fateful Monday, my fuse was as stubby and hungry as they come. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones?
0: Take it easy, sonny. Where
2: are the drumstick vanilla cones,
0: please? Yes! Sweet, creamy,
2: crunchy, crispy, decadent deliciousness. (coughs) Sir, I can (coughs) ring you up. In my preoccupation with scoring a (laughs) drumstick, I had forgotten my wallet. Uh, do you offer buy now, pay later? Another day, another drumstick.
3: This is something else, man, so explosive. Imagine, Marlon
1: Moraes!
2: Oh my
1: goodness! I'm telling you, that's what this guy does to everybody. He does that to world-class
0: kickboxers. It's like he's built different or something.
1: me that time video i've never been happier i'm made for a fucking podcast that's dangerous <laughs> Listen to me, we're
3: welcome to ufc unfiltered welcome welcome thank you yes i'm happy we're here i'm really looking forward to this show we have a really uh, a good show marlon rice who's not been on I, I want to say uh, about a year and a half, October of 19, of, of 19, of sorry, 2020. And um, Alex Pereira making his debut on the show uh, at 4-in-1. He's fighting uh, Bruno Silva on Saturday the 12th at uh, Fight Night 203. And I'm really looking forward to that, um, that fight. He is a very, very exciting fighter to watch.
1: Who is he fighting?
3: Uh, Bruno Silva.
1: Bruno, that's, uh, and listen, chances are we'll see a backflip. You think? But, I mean Alex Pereira likes to do fucking backflips. He likes to tell people, look, I'm gonna smack you in the face. Here it comes. He smacks him. We're thinking of the same guy. This are is you, thinking, are you
3: thinking of Michelle Pejeda? Oh fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did we cut that out? Oh no. <laughs> no, we're leaving it. God damn it! That's funny. That's why I should look at my
3: <laughs> No, I understand. It happens. Very similar last name. Or the same last name.
1: In fairness, it's a different Pereira.
3: Yes, it is. And and Alex uh uh defeated uh Adesanya twice, including uh his handing him his only knockout loss. And it was a fight that Izzy looked good in. Um Pereira is very, very dangerous. he's dangerous even if even if he looks like he's uh not doing as well as you think. He's a very dangerous guy.
1: When did, and he beat him in a kickboxing match. That's right. Yeah,
3: twice. He's fought him twice. He beat him on decision. And he, uh, and he stopped him.
1: And that is very interesting. And his, his, his one um, soul fight in the UFC, who was that person again?
3: Uh, Andreas Michalades, Uh And he, uh, he beat him. Uh, it was a TKO. It was a flying knee. It was really, really beautiful.
1: Wow. Yeah. And Marlon, who is in the room? Yes. When is he fighting?
3: He is fighting, I believe it's, um, I could be wrong, I'm going to say it's uh, Saturday the 12th. Yeah, it's a fight. Uh, it's Santos. Uh, Santos against Akalev. He's fighting uh, uh, Song Yadong.
1: Co-main event. Good to see you, Marlon. Good to see you too, especially now I'm not fighting
4: one of you guys. Hey, oh my God. I know. I know now Hansel Gracie and... and uh, so <laughs> great, and say how long we can stick together? Yes, I, I,
1: I personally, I, I think it's a couple times I had to corner reverse you against you and Matt. But but I gotta tell you something, you know,
4: because uh we know each other, you know, we, we are like friendly gyms. It's sometimes it's you you compete with each other and you see someone that you like to see, you know? Yeah. And I'm not I'm not looking at a bomb and a guy that. Just jump in the plane, you know, Susie. This is someone that really come from a, a great gym, and it is what it is, man. We have to fight for what we like, you know. We like to fight. We like to become champion. We like to become the best,
1: and that's what we do, you know. I'll tell you, Marlon, Even though you're you're at, you're on a a tough few fights, every one of them you were in the fight though, like and you and especially. The last one with Marab, when I you literally, literally almost gave Longo a heart attack. I thought Longo was going down when you dropped Marab. I, I was I didn't even look at Marab. I looked at Longo because I was worried about his heart. Really I only like the fuck with Longo. But uh, what is is it slight corrections or is it not overthinking it too much? Because you are hurting everybody. You're fighting. I mean, you're you're still there. You got it, man. I mean, but you tell me where, where, where we're at with everything. Yeah, I think I wasn't precise, you know. I wasn't precise
4: enough, you know. I overdid it, you know. We are the fighters. We know uh, that uh, we fight in three rounds. We fight five rounds. But, man, we know ourselves. We know where we have to manage. And, man, the last fight, I was prepared. I had the great camp, good camp. I was feeling good. Conditioning was feeling good. But I just saw him out, you know. I saw it like, man, it's done, you know. I'm going to I'm gonna give all I have here because he's done. And now, you know, and Meravid, man, heads off to that guy too, you know. It's not easy, bro. He push, and yeah, he's a great fighter too, great competitor, and, and he was still in there, you know.
3: When you, when you go on a skid, does it like, because you know – uh, like Matt said, you were hurting everybody you were fighting. Does it affect your confidence at all? Does it affect the way you, you see your uh, your approach to this?
4: Gotta be smarter, you know. Um, I think I'm a smart fighter. I calculate things, but just gotta do a little more, you know. I gotta be smarter, And, you know, uh, the, this fight camp, I thought about work on those things, you know. If those things happen, you know, if everything goes wrong, you know, I still gotta be in there and I got to be able to get back to the hoods and chase that finish again, you know?
3: And you were getting ready for this fight. You went over to Thailand. You went to out of a hospital with COVID. Um, how how bad did you have it? And, and um, you know, what, did it get really bad at any point or is that just precautionary? Or were you really sick?
4: It was just bad because the the situation, you know, you go to a different country, you don't know. They don't speak the language. And on the beginning, it was kind of hard for me to eat, you know, but, you know, man, it was just... A week you know and and I think that week was good for me you know I got everything I thought about everything I had so much time to think about everything to what why I was there you know and where I was going what I want to do what I want for myself And, and to be honest I never I never for a long time I don't have this time with myself I was in the hospital but I wasn't really bad sick I was getting my pushups, my sit ups. And after I left, I, I still got nine weeks. And so I feel good. I feel ready for this. Fight.
3: Did it, did it scare? I, Cause I had COVID after I was vaccinated and I didn't really affect me badly, but still knowing I had, it scared me just for that like day. I was like, oh fuck. Did Did you have any panic in your mind or were you totally okay?
4: I forgot about it. You know, like you, you just remind me.
1: Okay, <laughs> Jimmy, how long were you in Thailand for? How long did you go there for? A like, did you go there for a, a full camp or is it part of your camp?
4: The thing is, well, I was going there for for four weeks. You know, I want to start and I ended up getting the fight, and I ended up getting in the hospital. and was just too much of a mix to get three weeks there. And you know, I I was just like I, I and 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 I I said you know what I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna see how it is. If if it's not good, if it's bad, I'm just going to leave and go train. Uh But I got there, and I saw they have a very good camp, very met- good methodology. And for the way I fight, you know, I'm a striker, and I see a lot of good strikers, and, and man, that place looks like Russia. It's like more Russians than Thailand guys, you know? So I was lucky to get there, and, and Peter is preparing for his fight with Aujo, so they have very good fighters there, uh, all kind of styles and, um, especially looking into this fight with, uh, with song he's a good striker, but you know, I was working everything because we never know in a fight where we're going to end up.
3: And how long, of, how long of a trip was that out to Thailand and had you been before?
4: Bro, I've never been there. I love the place. The food's amazing. uh like healthy food, you know, uh, it's not a big place. It's not like America, you know. The roads are smaller. It's it's kind of remind me a little Brazil, and you you do everything walk distance, you know. Um, the beaches are not overpopulated because the the, the Thailand's emptied with due to COVID, and it's really cheap cheap. Everything's really cheap, and you know it's a lovely place, you know, to go.
1: And I, I I'm looking forward to go back there one time maybe with my family. How does it work with like? Like a like a regimen. they're like all right we have how many classes a day and you attend what you like like what is an average like few days there you wake up and how does it go they have like a a, a pro training you know and
4: they have uh, uh peter young all his training are like separate you know okay because it's it's man i'm not I'm not kidding it's so many people there so many fighters from everywhere and I said, you know, because I met a lot of people from Ukraine, they left, they have to leave to go. Very good fighters uh, from Ukraine, from Tajikistan, from all, all the, the Caucasian area, they go train in Thailand. I guess they go there um, because uh, beginning of the camp, very hot. You, you don't need to cut weight because the weight just comes off, you know. And the, the, the training day, it's like, it's like US, you know, we do like twice train a day every day and a saturday maybe a, a, a hard session in the morning and
1: sunday off where is this what 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 camp is this it's in phuket in phuket it's tiger tiger Mike tiger, tiger and our buddy our buddy mike swick has aka
4: thailand also yes yes i know he's he's it's not near it's like probably 30 minutes from
3: Tiger. And what made you go there? Was it something you had wanted to do or is there something specifically for this camp that made you want to go out there? It's
4: just for a new beginning, you know. I want to go a little away from the family and live alone, you know, stay in the room, go to the gym, home, go to the gym, go home. And I gave everything I have for this camp, you know, because I knew it's a very important fight. I need to perform, perform well. And that's what I did.
3: Does it help sometimes before a fight if you, if you switch things up if you just kind of switch your routine or you just try something completely new? Does that kind of shake things up enough for you?
4: Man, I think it was good for me, you know. Uh, I think uh remind me a lot of my beginnings, you know. And just going home, you know, and have so much time to watch fights, study, think about the fight every day and and at home, I love my family. It's it's I love it, but and you just see how how time is you know i mean I, i'm with my kids i'm not saying i take time from the training to stay with my family but when you were home matt had a lot of his, his kids you know we all have kids it's it's not easy man it's not easy to deal with all home fighting and work out for me man i like it. it was good and i'm i'm i'm
1: feeling great man i'm prepared for this it, it it's rough especially being a family man i know because i had y- my kids were but I still had I had my kids towards the end of my career. But I used to move my a month and a half out to a month out, I would move my wife and my young daughters over to my in-laws. You gotta be really selfish. It's for them, but you have to be really selfish. Yeah. You're a this is person. why I did, yeah. You know,
4: I love them so much, man. Yeah. I do anything for them, and every single day in Thailand, you know, like hurts me, you know, like oh. I wanna hug my son. I wanna kiss my son, you know. And, and man, everything is going to pay off. I, I feel great, man. I cannot tell you guys how good I feel. And Saturday night, I'm ready to perform and perform the way I always been done.
3: What is the perfect balance for you guys I, I, as fighters? Like, because Matt, like you said, you, you move, you move your, your wife and, and daughters to the in-laws, but when you're away, you miss your family. And when you're with your family, you're too distracted. So like, what's the, what's the right balance for you? Where you, where you feel like this is the way I can get it done and kind of serve both things.
4: Man, I'm going to be really honest to you. That's the fighting business, bro. It's a hard business. That's the, the business that, you have to get hurt a little bit to succeed, you know, and the way I feel away from my family, probably um, some people, they don't have things. That's how you, you improve. That's how you
1: overcome situations, you know, and that's how I feel right now. And it can get you a little nasty where you need to be. Sometimes yes. your family's around and, it's, and some people... There's two different types of people. I mean, some people, yeah. family, all with them. Some people there with the family, yeah. they take them to the fights, they hang out with them, yeah. they will go there, they're going to win, you know? Chris Weidman, he would always do that. And and listen, man, he had so much success.
3: Amanda Nunes uh, seems to love having her daughter come with her and, and Nina.
1: I mean, you know, everybody's, I guess, different in that, in that aspect. But uh, you got to do what's best for you because you're the guy in the cage, you know? So whatever's best for your mindset. Like, you know, so being away from your family gets a little nasty. I love reefer. I don't touch that. When I was fighting, I wouldn't go near it. Sorry, Jimmy, to bring that up. Again. That's I'm okay. On the wagon. But I'm saying <laughs> I, it, made, it made me too It made me too happy. I should be a little nasty getting into a cage. That's it. Yeah. So listen, you know what I like, though. You've been gone for a little bit. Boom. You're right back. Co-main event. Is this co-main event? Yeah. Yes. My goodness. Fuck. We have another I, have to, I didn't really check my notes, but I was assuming it. <laughs> that's fucking great, Marlon. A lot of eyes on this fight. Yes, man.
4: Um, I deserve that, you know. I work it for. And uh, every single fight I have in the UFC, I never step back. I never move away. I never run from my opponents, you know. I chase them in the middle, you know. I made mistakes and I paid for. But, man, I, I'm not a guy that's going to go Saturday night and I'm going to run. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put on a show for sure. And man, I'm ready to win.
3: And I think that being like, you know, once in a while, like even if you love people and you love them, sometimes it's nice to have a little time to yourself. It's healthy mentally. It really helps a little bit. Uh, Not that you don't want to be around them, but sometimes it's just nice to be able to wake up and do whatever you want to do that day without having to worry about somebody else.
4: Yeah, man, I can, you know, I can even explain, but that's so many things that you just, you just realize that you are not doing. When you were by yourself, you know, you're like, man, I have to do this. I have, man, my wife is great. You know, she helps me a lot. And, you know, but sometimes that help, it's not what we want. You know, we have to see the things we have to do every day, you know. And sometimes she does something for me and I don't even realize, you know. And I just appreciate my family. And that's all I do, man. Uh, I go hard.
1: I train hard. I did everything I could, and I'm prepared for this fight for them. Hey, let me ask you, Marlon, and this goes for, like, the week of the fight, and also, it goes for when you're in, like, Thailand for for all that time. What are you, like, what are you doing to kill time? I can't be training all the time. Are you reading books? Are you watching a, are you binging Netflix series? What are you doing to, to, to keep your mind off the fight? Because you don't want to go insane. You have to sometimes... <laughs> I went to the beach twice. That, that's it? And, like, yeah, only twice.
4: And, man, I- I had a bike, but the bike kept breaking, and the couple of times I tried to go i wanna go to the markets go to see things i went to i went to eat i went to this market i ate some bugs i try you know I always see people eating and i wanna try and see how tasted and i ate i ate one bug like like a, it's a big one I forgot the name that just tastes weird you know um I ate a lot um what are you, Simba from the fucking Lion King? No, I want to try, try those things, you know. And I always see people doing this on the TV shows, and I want to see how this tastes. And it didn't taste that bad, Matt. We can put a rice and beans and some barbecue sauce. and.
3: Supposedly good for protein, right? High in protein. And but, but
4: the train was really intense. Let me, let me tell you. I used to wake up in the morning at 7 a.m. I go to the gym and train from seven to ten eat breakfast go home and sleep a little bit and talk with the family a little bit because the time was different yeah. and then uh go eat lunch go eat lunch get back home and you are already like dance sparring training and you don't sleep and you just wait now wait and go train for four to six thirty and then hey i got home like just gotta do the things at home and Sleep. That's it. That's basically how was my route. That's it, man.
3: How long were you there? I was there for eight weeks. Oh, you spent a Okay. For some reason, I was looking at the time in the hospital, right? You didn't come back after that. You just stayed and, and finished what you had to do. When you said the beach for a second, because I'm assuming you're in Vegas now, right?
4: Yes, I am. I got there last week.
3: Oh, you wanted to get in early. Is that, isn't
4: that a little early? No, it was good. To acclimatization with the time, you know. The time in Thailand, it's really different uh right there now it's 2 26 a.m you know
3: oh so you went into i'm sorry you went from thailand to vegas you didn't go home no i don't want
1: to see my family i want to bring that victor home that's okay it,
3: well, yeah you want to fight first then go home yeah
1: that's smart i'd always get there a couple of weeks early and i'm just coming from new york i don't know what man this- let me be
4: honest bro i don't see my wife for eight weeks bro I'm going to see her, you know, bro. Come on, let's be honest, man. I just want to fight. I want to get the focus on the fight, you know? Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. You don't want
4: to see her before the fight. (laughs) Not now. (laughs) After the fight, we make another baby. Not now.
3: Does does it really, there's the old thing like with fighters, you you don't want to have sex before a fight. Does it really take energy from you? Like if it's within a few days?
4: I don't know, man. I have friends and champions in the ufc that they have sex in the day of the fight you know and i i just don't know but i just don't like it you know every everybody's different. right
3: yeah i'm always a little crankier When i'm pent up i'm always a little crankier uh <laughs> <laughs>
4: Ah, it's too much energy, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I would, I'd much rather fight if I wasn't having sex than I is was. Why
4: you, this is why you don't fight. You know, you don't want to fight because of that. You prefer that, yeah. that
3: exercise. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky, man. Good luck on, on Saturday. I, I'm, I'm happy you got the co-main And uh, Sang Yudong is a very dangerous fighter, as you know. Uh, but so are you. And uh, you seem like you're in a really good place mentally and you seem ready.
4: Yes, man. Thank you, guys. Good to talk with you guys. That's it, man. We are two good fighters. That's what we do. We fight and we fight Saturday night. The best man's going to win. And I know I'm prepared to win.
3: All right. Well, good luck, man. Have a safe trip back. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Don't wait a year and a half this time. We'll come back sooner.
4: Yes. All right. Matt, have a good night, brother. A good day. All right. See you later, man.
2: Long days and no drumstick make for short fuses And this fateful Monday my fuse was as stubby and hungry as they come Where are the drumstick vanilla cones?
0: Take it easy, sonny
2: Where are the drumstick vanilla cones,
0: please? Yes! Sweet,
2: creamy, crunchy, crispy, decadent deliciousness <coughs> Sir, I can <coughs> ring you up In my preoccupation with scoring a <laughs> drumstick, I had forgotten my wallet uh, do you offer buy now, pay later? Another day, another drumstick
1: He's such a nice guy.
3: Yeah, very
2: nice guy.
1: I know it's a game. I know it's a, it's the fight game, but I, I, I hate cornering against guys I really like. Oh, Of
3: course, because you, you have to encourage someone you like to hurt someone else that you like.
1: You know? Shit, Jimmy.
3: But it is competition. It's not like you guys are in the street outside a bar. I mean, you know, there's a real, uh you know, he, he understands.
1: Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, I'm glad he's back,
3: though. We missed him around here. Who's been the hardest for you to corner against?
1: As far as...
3: Like, a, like, like again, guys, you just genuinely like, but then all of a sudden you're working with a guy who's fighting. What's been the hardest time you've had to do that?
1: You know, like I'm like, I, like let me think. The hardest, I mean, as of, I think as of lately, how about that? Sure. As of lately, I mean, I like Jimmy Rivera when Aljo had to fight him. Like right. I really, he's been on the show a bunch of times. Yeah,
3: great guy. You
1: nice. know, so I remember, like, I remember being like, oh man. But I do remember, like, it was a weird thing because all week long we'd be seeing him and he was smiling, smiling. And I was just like, man, I wish he was a little more of a dick because I want to I go, dude, that's see that smiling guy over there? He's not, that's not the guy you're going to see in the cage. And then I remember I was in the corner and Jimmy gets in when he goes in, when Jimmy gets in the uh, the cage he like runs around the cage like a little stocky ball. You saw everything but the smoke coming out of his nose. I go, Jack, see there's the guy you're fucking fighting, not the smiling guy. So, you know, I don't know. I, I I that was the last guy I really.
0: It was I mean, hard, yeah.
1: Actually, I had the corner versus Marlin After that, I like Marlon. Right. So, you know, it's rough, man. But that's why I don't like to like. I don't mind like now, like like if there's guy's in the same weight class, and you know, I don't like to get too attached to him, and 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 with all guys, because you know, it could get awkward. You know what I mean?
3: Is there anybody you could never corner against?
1: Um, I'll tell you right now. I didn't want to corner against Frankie Edgar. That would, I I don't know if I would have done that. Right. That would have been a rough one.
3: That would have been hard. Yeah.
1: I like him that much. And, uh, and obviously, guys like Weidman, you know, guys. Oh I'm not cornering against any of my team. Yeah, yeah,
3: of course, right. Yeah.
1: But even though he's like an extended part of the team, Frankie, that's a guy I would never because you know why you you're not just you're not, you're not rooting for him to not get a fucking basket in. You're, you you know what I mean? You're rooting you you're rooting for him. to you, you either to root. Like you got to tell your guy to try to hurt him. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it's like the hurt business. So you don't want—I don't
3: know. Yeah, no, please, I understand
1: completely. I wouldn't I'm... want to. I wouldn't want to do that. And I don't think I would do that. I don't got anything I don't want to do.
3: No, yeah, that's that is that nice. That's a pretty nice place to be, right? I
1: mean, I'm I'm pretty busy, but it's so I'm, I'm at my school so much. Yeah, you know what I mean, people come in like like, and I guess they watch the like, like, oh, what are you doing here? I didn't think. Yeah, I go. Where am I supposed to be? I'm on the mats, yo. Yeah. I'm bummed out like when I have to get my knee surgery and I'm going on the, uh, I'm going in a couple, I'm going like in a week or so. I was
3: just going to ask you for surgery.
1: I'm going to go to HSS. My family's going to be out of town. How How about when I'm in the city? We get a little ID.
3: Yeah. What day are you coming in?
1: It's the 21st. I'll
3: be away. I'll be away the 21st, buddy. I'm going to, I'm gone like the 17th to the 28th. I'm out of town.
1: You're making me laugh because I don't even think you knew you were going
3: away. No, no, I am. We were supposed to book somebody at, on the 23rd, but I'm out of town that week. Um, are you going in for the surgery, Matt, or just to have it looked at?
1: I'm going in with my x-rays and, you know, my, my orthopedic goes, yo, it's time. It's time. I'm going to a guy over at HSS and I'm going to meet the doctor and, and go from there, you know?
3: When you do it, uh, it, it, is it invasive or do they do like laparoscopic or do they have to like put you out and like cut the whole thing open? Oh, or-
1: I, they believe they're putting me out.
3: Oh, they're replacing your name.
1: It's funny. They say replacement, but he goes, it's really kind of like a resurface. They say replacement, but it's, he was showing me like what they do and, and it's, it's, it's intense, but, uh, you know, listen, I'm talking, you know what I'm doing uh, on, on this Friday. I'm talking to Michael Bisping yep. and uh, I'm going to be doing his podcast. He's oh, good. His Believe me. Believe you, me. podcast. He's great. And I like Bisping a lot. I get along with Bisping very well. So I'm going to be. You know, asking him a lot more questions because he, he, you know, he got them both done. He did. He was even on Rogan's. People have been telling me he was on Rogan's and he brought up because Rogan was talking about his knees and he, and he brought up me. He goes, like, Yeah, Matt Serra keeps asking me, should I get it done, Mikey? Should I? And he keeps saying, Yes, you should. You should get, You know, you get your life back. You do. But, you know, Jim, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, life would be weird. I don't know what it's going to be like being like. like like walking around not in pain like it's weird like i'm not in pain now Talk it's become
3: about it. you you've become accustomed to it like you've learned how to adjust to it
1: yeah you know but
3: I mean, you since since i've known you we used to walk to the the right? subway or whatever and you would walk slow so it'd be nice just to kind of have that be your ability to walk back
1: right jimmy i mean and it's not and people usually do that because like they're out of shape they got it's not bad i mean i can no. walk for an hour but it's just my knees they're done it is what it is you know like you know listen your body takes a beat and becoming a Hall of Famer Jimmy. I don't know if you ever heard the rumor about
3: it. Is is that exactly like what is it that fucks the knees up? Is it just the training or is there one aspect of it in particular that's really bad for your knees?
1: I, I wouldn't even know. I just know that my knees are shot. So what I did, besides doing a ton of jujitsu, which I doubt that would be it. I mean, I'm on my knees a lot, but I don't know. Right. I mean, but there's also running hills. When I used to get down the 155, I used to start the day with a light on the treadmill because I would get shin splints outside, it would kill me. But I would do, uh, I would start with a, I'd be running for an hour. I mean, it wouldn't be fast. It would be a slow the jog. Yeah. But I would have to do 45 minutes to an hour on an empty stomach just to get the weight off. This was back, you know, when I'm fighting at one even especially at one fifty-five. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of running, a lot of step ups, burpees, all that type of shit, man. I, oh, I, mean, I did, hate them. I did everything. Oh, Alex and his translators. Right? Yes.
3: Right on time.
1: Don't ask about backflip. They got the same last name though, Pereira. Yes, they do. All right, so I'm not insane. Why? Well, no, I'm fucking nuts. No, I understand. That man's nuts. Grab him.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what's that? Uh, uh, the end. A movie called The End with Dom DeLuise is- and uh, Burt Reynolds. The man's nuts. Grab him. Yeah.
1: I could say that joke because nobody's seen the show.
3: How are you guys doing? And and Alex, of course, how are you feeling? I'm doing
5: good. I'm feeling great. It was incredible preparation to get here. And I can't wait for Saturday.
1: How do you feel with all, like, there's so much hype and there's so much, people are so excited that you're in the UFC because of your wins over the champion. And I love, I love reading right here that you said that Alessanya is scared shit. (laughs) He's worried about losing to you. I love that. I love that you're not being like, oh, maybe I'll do okay in the third. Five. You're saying he's scared shit of you. Oh, All this noise just makes me happy, you know. I think this is,
5: we used to be like that on kickboxing. Transitioning to MMA is basically the same, but just catching up a little more and just shows up, displays a good results of what I'm doing. And also, you know, I was keeping myself composed, saying quiet about design. I said, I just want to be a champion, it doesn't matter what Cuba. He opened his mouth and saying that he want to fight with me, but he's scared. Somebody that want to fight, somebody that already lost, he really wanted to fight, you say, okay, he got in, let him let, let him make the debut against me. But no, he said I want to fight with four fights from now. So like, come on
3: how much of an adjustment has it been uh dealing with the grapplers against michaelidis you, you fought very well he had some success in the first round but i was impressed because it seemed like if i remember right he took you down in the middle of the octagon and you managed to get yourself up to the cage and walk it back up um how much of an adjustment is that for you and how good did you feel about the way you were able to survive that first round and then drop him in the second well, so I, like I actually I feel know.
5: great you know since I moved to America, I've been training with Glover, you know, it's been great transitioning, great learning for me, great learning experiences. And I just played that on the fight, you know. Every day I'm getting better for this great guy. At first, everybody go, oh, this guy is good. He will be a champ. Everybody hype it up. Now, because he won't be the guy, everybody goes like, yeah, but the guy was not too good and stuff. While people just keep trying to pull me down, i am just keep going up.
3: Yeah, and I think Rogan had said even that he thought that training with Glover helped helped you. It also helped Glover. He he thought it helped both of you guys.
5: Absolutely. We'd be helping each other, you know. Especially because Glover is a real guy. You know, we keep extremely honest about each other, like you gotta work on this, oh you gotta work on this, let's work on this. And I'm so happy the way that Glover is
1: helping me out, and for sure we are helping each other. How did you make that connection with Glover? Uh, did you know him already from Brazil? Uh, no, he's same Well,
5: we are both under the same manager, George Joinha, Same management team. So George being taking care of Alex since the Glory fights, and when Glory was about to fight Thiago Santos, Marreta, goes and say, "Look, I think it would be great for you guys to get together." You know, we're both together.
1: So he made the connection. He made the marriage. W- what age did did he did um Alex, Alex get started with um? his training for our audience. How old was he when he first started his martial arts training? 2009, when he was 22 years old. 22.
3: 22. Wow. What did you do before then?
1: Oh, to work on a
3: tire shop since he was 12. Hard life.
1: That's amazing.
3: Yeah, what, that is amazing. Like, So did you, did you fight a lot just as a kid growing up, or what made you make the transition from working in a tire shop to, to fighting? What was it that it sparked you to want to do that?
2: Yo.
5: Just for the record, before I start the whole transition in Brazil, maybe not now, but for us growing up, and most of the kids you fight all the time when you grow up school, street, playing soccer. So he did fall a lot like that, but not at the later age. What made him actually transit for that? He used to be, you know, working on a tire shop, you know, mechanic and stuff. Everybody drinks a lot, you know what I mean? Like, unhealthy way of life. And he heard that through sport is better for you know, you can find. Some way better lifestyle, you know, salvation, whatever you guys want to call. It. So he was, you know, drinking too much, you know, and he just wanted to fight not for to be a world champion, not for just to have a better way of living. He just
1: quit that and start training and then became what he became. Now, was his trainers blown away? He must have been very natural at the sport. because 22, I was shocked. I thought he started as a kid, like a kid. 22 is late. To be such a world class striker, it's amazing. What did he did he take to it like a, a fish to water? Did he did, was he did it come to him very naturally? I'm assuming it
5: did. Uh, so
1: first day that he trained, coach goes, look at him, he looks at what guys
5: say this guy can be a K one champion, world champion. And he's like, What the first heck? day? Yeah, first day. He goes to the long house, look at the computer. What the hell is K one? Look at the show, look like the soccer world company go. Is this guy freaking nuts? Like, come on. Because he did not really believe on himself. He became national champion, boxed everything. He's still like, I'm just doing this for fun. I don't I don't believe that I can get that high. And then naturally starts
3: becoming like that, you know. And then it is what it is right now. Is, is he just a guy who does not allow pressure to get to him? Because coming into the UFC as such a highly uh, respected kickboxer, there's a little more pressure than if you just kind of came in uh, not known, so is he just a person who handles pressure very well or kind of thrives on it?
5: Uh, he just don't let, like you say, he don't not only don't let the pressure get to him, he don't put extra, he don't go and tell nobody, I'm gonna knock this guy out. He just go and make his fight and let it happen naturally, as it should be. So, because he goes and say, I'm gonna knock this guy on round two, it doesn't happen, he can be frustrated during the fight and hurt his own fight. So, he just let everything take its own course and happen
1: flow naturally. That's how he feel good about it. Let me tell you, this is his story is very inspiring because I'll tell you not only the fact that he's a champion, he was 22 years old, and there's people out there in a job they might not like, and he's saying he was unhealthy. That could have been his life to totally change his life around and to become a champion and to become this world class striker. Now he's in the UFC. This is a fucking movie in the making. This is great. Let him know that. This is, uh, I wish I had an applause button right now. Somebody in Hollywood that is
5: interested, let us know. <laughs> we have a story. It's amazing. Well, let let him know. I'm telling him how inspiring this is. Please. Obrigado. You see, he, thank you and appreciate that coming from you. And a lot of people hit him up actually, you know, from Brazil and other parts, saying that for a his story somehow motivates them too, especially with addiction, because he was an alcoholic addiction. He was addicted to alcohol, drink too much, and through sport, he was able to find his own path and shine it out. So, the more messages he gets, the more actually inspire, motivates him to keep going forward and even inspire, you know, be able to touch him
3: more. And uh, Bruno Silva is a really, really a uh, tough fighter, and uh, I think he's twenty-two and six. But even that's deceptive. He's seventeen and one in his last uh, 18 fights. I think he's five and five when he started and in his first 10 fights, and then he just turned around and he's on a hell of a 17 and one streak. So uh, have you made any special preparations for him or do you just kind of, not that you're going to give away your game plan, but uh, or is it just going to be kind of the same uh, attitude you you, you went into your last fight with? No. no.
5: Well, no special preparation for him because I train hard regardless guys when you fight a better fight, right? So I put him on very good camp. I feel ready. I feel good about it. i going to try to bring it a show to everybody that's
3: watching. And what is the, uh, in the second Adasanya fight, um, Israel looked very good. I mean, you, you got a good version of Adesanya and you still, uh, you knocked him out in that third round. Um, were you hurt at all against him in that third? Because I was watching that third round uh, and he looked like he was having a, a lot of success as well. Um, or were, were you not hurt at all fighting him?
5: No. Uh, okay, the- so. The story whole story of the fight so people know. They fought twice, right? They fought one time in China. Alex beat him by points in his decision. The second fight, they were under this Chinese organization. And Alex was actually helping us, was, was his contact in China, and the Chinese guys wanted to bring that show to Brazil. The fight happened in Brazil. So they did not want Alex to fight actually, they want him to help to make that show happen. So he was helping to organize the whole thing. The set up the fighters, he was matchmaking. And he had matchmade a design with somebody else. A little bit over a month, like five weeks, the guy got hurt. The guy had to pull out the fight. They were looking for an opponent. He had just came fresh out of the doctor because he had a, a rupture on the ligaments from his arm. So he was not even trained. But he was like, you know what, man? I wanted to fight. wanted fight that guy. He ended up matching himself against the designer for the second fight. About four or five weeks, he done had a great camp, was not feeling it, She went to the fight. Fight night happened. First round, you guys can see Alex did great. Second round, he got tired because of the results of the whole stuff. A designer won that round. About two minutes, he, he put a beating on Alex. But say that the, 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 the power was not there. So while Adesanya was actually hitting him, he was recovering like from the cardio. Third round came in, Adesanya was already tired from putting a beating on him, and he was fully recovered, and the cardio got back. That's when he, he was able to put the, strike, the straight right and the left hook to knock him out. People say that was a lucky shot, but if you look throughout those first two rounds, he did that at least four or five times. He knew he was able to catch him with that thing. So it ended up just happening.
3: up. Yeah. I I didn't think that was a lucky shot. It was a beautiful punch. It was lightning fast. Uh, It it was a beautiful shot. And uh, look, everyone is very excited uh, that you are in the UFC uh, Alex and, uh, and good luck on, uh, on Saturday. And obviously we're going to be seeing you a lot. Um, And I know that the goal is to work uh, to fight a couple of fights and then get a shot at Israel. And it's a really interesting story. The history you have with him is a unique history uh, for other fighters in the UFC. So, uh, I think if you just win a couple of fights, you'll you'll have your shot at him. So uh, good luck, man. It's really really good talking to you, and I'm happy you're in the UFC. Well,
1: obrigado. He
5: really appreciate you guys having the time to have us here, and uh, he knows you guys touch a lot of homes with the videos with, the, with your podcast. And he's happy. He know he's gonna be able to inspire more people. You know, being champion in the rings one thing, but he's a champion in life with his story. And he's hopefully he'll be able to help more people with that.
3: Awesome. Thanks, Alex. And thank you for helping to translate. Good luck on Saturday, and we'll talk to you again, okay? Thanks very much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, take care.
2: I was hours into a hunt for new digs at the local shopping mall and losing steam fast when fate intervened. Drumsticks! Get your drumsticks! Nutty, sweet drumstick! What luck! One drumstick, please.
0: Here you go. Uh, this is hot! And made of chicken!
2: I want an ice-cold, creamy, crunchy drumstick sundae cone.
0: You and me both, buddy. But that's the vendor next door. Drumsticks!
2: But that Get line you, is Rocky. three miles long! Oh, well. Another day, Another drumstick.
3: A very uh interesting story i didn't realize 22 years old is uh wow. yeah
1: Jimmy, mean, good there's, there's fighters in the ufc that age like you know, I know. what i mean so they started their whole life this guy it, 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 wow, very inspiring working in a tire shop wanted to do something about his lifestyle didn't feel healthy doing that he could eat a lot of people easily would have stayed in there and, and been working in that thing and then look at him now world-class yeah. fighter and uh that's one of those inspiring stories that I love to hear, Jimmy.
3: I agree. Yeah. And I, yeah, he was a nice guy too. And, uh, and very talkative. And, uh, you know, it seems like he likes to do interviews, which is great.
1: Nice guy. I'm, I'm yep. I, I like when there's a little, uh, you know, a little, a little like stirrup in the division, like, Ooh, who look who came to town. Ooh, you know, I mean, not me. you could know, just forget. I said that.
3: Yeah. Sorry. That, was,
1: that was weird. I didn't uh, Jimmy. Yes, buddy. Yeah, fucking, Let's talk about the fights really quick.
3: Sure, sure, man.
1: I took a glance, and I was, and I said this when I looked at it really quick. I, I didn't want to say it out loud because we had uh, Alex on, and in my mind I went, ooh, like that, ooh.
3: Now Santos uh, Ankalev is uh, the main event. That's a damn good fight. Um,
1: it's damn it, it. It is, Jimmy.
3: What do you What do you think?
1: We're going. We're going right in, huh? Well,
3: yeah, we don't have to do a whole lot of picks. Just one or two, if you want.
1: Wow, Magomed is fucking scary, though. I, I know, know Thiago is too, but I'm gonna. I and I like Thiago Santos. What am I saying? It's fucking three different names together. Uh, Thiago Santos is so dangerous, but I'm going with Magomed because, damn it, his last fight was fucking insane. And uh, listen, I know you know Santos has the 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 experience edge, but. uh... Markham only lost once.
3: Uh Oh, yeah, Paul Craig.
1: And, uh, you know, his attitude is not up in here. I I assume it is. So I think he's going to win, and I'm going to say it's going to be a second-round knockout. That's fucking insane that I'm saying it, but that's what I'm saying.
3: Interesting.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, Jimmy. You and your – take Tiago Santos, throw in his leg kicks. I'll meet you in the middle. Let's go. What do you think?
3: I mean, it's – Goliath has a lot of –
1: we're on air tko's oh, I know,
3: I know, I know. i don't know man it's I, I i don't know why i care if i pick wrong but it's like you want to really uh i don't care you really want to think it through um
1: I stand by my pick
3: tiago santos right my decision
1: okay okay that's your prerogative
3: yes i am he was hurt and he went the distance with jones i'm taking santos uh by decision okay Nikolaev could certainly win the way you you say.
1: Oh no, Mohamed would not like your pick. No, he would not. I'm gonna say Marlon Moraes versus uh, Song Yadong. Yep. Uh, you know what, Marlon's due. He's he's
3: due
1: for a win, man. He's due for a win. He's due for a fucking win, and I think he's gonna get it. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Marlon by decision though, because you know. Sanya Dong, hey, listen.
3: I say Marlon, second round stoppage. Ooh. I think he lands a kick. I think he stops him with a kick.
1: Let's do one more pick just for good measure. Let's do uh, Bruce
3: Leroy, Alex Caseras, who everybody loves to watch fight against Sadiq Youssef. That's a great fight,
1: too. It is. It is a great, great fight. Uh, Sadiq by decision.
3: I take Alex by decision.
1: Really? Sadiq won't like
3: it. And I mean, look. Let's do Alex Pereira, Bruno Silva, too. I mean, we did just talk to Alex. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Um, I was singing an old song called Rock the Casbah. You ever hear that Oh, song? yeah, of
3: course. It's a wonderful song.
1: You, what, you want to hear?
3: know. I, I, I've just heard it before the show. I'm going to listen to it after.
1: All right. Um, all right, one more.
3: Yeah, Alex Pereira, Bruno Silva.
1: Before we do that. Sure. Call Roberson. Call Robertson.
3: Roberson against uh, Khalil Roundtree Jr., huh?
1: I'm going with Roundtree, man. I, I like them both. I do. <laughs> But roundtree has got that whole Zen thing going, man. You could just picture him under a waterfall in Thailand like this, crossing his legs and like this with one of those things around his neck and like a little Buddha chain or something. And he's just, he's that guy. He'll get out of the waterfall, go kick some fucking bamboo trees. That's what I'm thinking he's doing. You know? But (sighs) but I I like him. Khalil Roundtree, second round stoppage
3: yeah Roberson's coming off two losses uh both submission losses um and Khalila dropped a couple uh and uh, wound up uh, winning his last fight uh, with a second round uh, TKO leg kick yeah I'll take uh Khalil Roundtree I'll take him uh I think he stops him
1: uh come on now
3: first say. round <laughs> okay I'm giving Khalil I think Khalil, Khalil unloads uh Dober against Terrence McKinney
1: the last time, yes, so Terrence McKinney was very recently, he just fought the other day. You know that.
3: What did he just fight? Yeah,
1: oh, he just um, he just won the other night, he won like a week ago. Guys, do the research, yeah. He no, I'll look it up. Sorry, guys,
3: no, no, I'll look it up. I just
1: Wait. like to crack the whip on them, though.
3: Yeah, and the yeah, last no, time
1: I see great. Drew Dober was outside Madison Square Garden. I was uh, I was at a pretzel stand, he was actually, and I was waiting for an Uber, and he was with his wife or fiance, whoever. Oh, yeah.
3: You said you saw him.
1: And I saw him and I was high as balls and I, it was an awkward. It was good in the beginning and then I kind of like drifted off in the conversation and they're looking and I, and I just, I, I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, uh, did you guys see that? I don't know what I was saying. I was out. I I shouldn't have been talking to anybody, but I didn't think I was going to. I had a long night. I was emotionally distressed. I mean, I lost this fight. I was I was depressed and uh, I just wanted to go home maybe have a hot pretzel. Now, but I saw Drew Dober and I felt. All right, go ahead. What?
3: Oh, sorry, but I was going to say I'm taking Dober in this fight, especially since McKinney is coming off uh, a very, very kind of a short notice, and Dober's on a two fight skid. I take. I'm going to take Dober by a second round submission.
1: I like Drew Dober a lot. I do. You know I do. Yeah, I know you do. Oh, so people say move over, Drew Dober. I go not yet. Right. Not, no. First of all, nobody says. That. No, no one does. <laughs> Maybe I just I just yeah, You made that. But point. I'm going to take. Terrence McKinney, you know why? why? His confidence is through the fucking roof. Okay. Through the roof. Raise the roof. Sorry. I <laughs> feel that Terrence McKinney, we're almost done with the show. I got to hold it together. Jimmy. You're doing good. I love you, son. Can I just pick you up when I see you?
3: Sure, I would hope you would.
1: Even if we're in public?
3: Yeah, please
1: do. I'm going with Terrence McKinney, and I'm going to go by decision. I, I don't know why I'm picking a decision. You know, fuck that. Fuck that. Third round stoppage, Terrence McKinney. Okay. I know. I, I'm getting a little nutty, you know? And I like Drew Dober a lot. I'm just getting fucking nuts. Uh, and and definitely not least, Alex Pereira versus Bruno Silva. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm so happy we got him on the show. Me too. I liked hearing his story. He was very inspiring. Uh, Bruno Silva, very dangerous fighter, but it's Alex Pereira. I'm inspired. inspired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Usually it takes a really good superhero movie to inspire me. But this, this inspired me. Jimmy, by the way, I'm going with my family to see the Batman tomorrow. Oh, nice. I can't
3: wait. Oh, who doesn't love Batman?
1: You know what I mean? I normally teach in the morning. Sometimes on Thursdays, I go, you know, somebody come to my class. I know why. Because I don't want to teach and then be tired for the Batman. It's nearly a three-hour movie. I want to wake up and make sure I maybe sleep a little late, hit the snooze alarm. And then maybe, I want to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed Yeah, to watch the Batman. All right. So, I'm taking Alex Pereira, and I'm taking him by uh, first-round knockout. I think he's going to find his home early.
3: I'm taking Alex by decision. I think that uh, Uh, the reason is uh, there's a lot of good uh, MMA fighters, and you're not just going to knock everybody out. So, again, he's due to uh, to be, uh, not that he hasn't been pushed or tested. He has been, but I mean, I think he's due to have to do three rounds and, and, win, and win a decision. Again, I, I just think that,
1: well, why don't we just agree to disagree on that? My friend,
3: we're both picking him, though.
1: Yes. All right. So we agree on that. Yes. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, I will definitely be talking to you over the weekend.
3: Yes, buddy. I'll talk to you over the weekend and we'll talk probably before the fights.
1: I think we don't talk enough, but I think you would argue, and you say that we talk just the amount, just the right amount.
3: You no, know, I've said far too much, but you're right. Just the
1: right- <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. Don't say that. I didn't I'll hang it. up, and I'll really think there's some truth. I about. didn't mean. Listen, it. what do you want? Let's plug some shit, Jimmy, because I know you have a lot of things.
3: Bunch of gigs just tonight and next Wednesday. I'm going to be at the uh, Fat Black Pussycats, or the Comedy Cellar Sister Club, in, in the Village doing my hour, just working on my hours to go to the comedy sellers website. If you want to come see me or see me in San Francisco, DC, Poughkeepsie, New York, or, um, or, uh, where the fuck else am I going to be? Oh, uh, Jim Thorpe PA.
1: Oh, Jimmy, let me tell you how great my life is. I taught this morning at Sarah BJJ and I love just, I, you know, my hashtag, I like my, my motto, I should say, I like making good people dangerous. So I had a, I had a, I had a, great time. I was about to say a swell time, but I, I stopped myself. I had a great time this morning. Now I'm hanging out with you during this podcast. I text, I, if you saw me on my phone for a split second, Jimmy. Yeah. I, I, now tell me how great this is. I texted my wife. I go, honey, I'm almost done. Can you throw in some stofus pizza? Did you ever have Stofus french bread pizza?
3: Sure. I'm, I'm trying to lose weight, so I won't have it now. But
1: Underrated. Agree. It's, as far as frozen pizza go. You know what I mean? People are like, oh, this one and that one elio's eh, elio's i'm mm. uh, not so great with elio's uh red baron i don't know, i'm naming something now i'll tell you right now Stofish pizza but you have to make it well done if you do not make the Stofish french bread pizza well done you might as well just throw it on the floor all right jimmy listen i'll be at sarah bjj sarah anybody wants me to sing a fuck i love to sing a happy birthday fucking cameo Yes. I'm down, I'm available and that's it for me Jimmy Love okay. you very much
3: And I love you Matt and I'll see you in a few days Goodbye everyone
2: Long days and no drumstick make for short fuses. And this fateful Monday, my fuse was as stubby and hungry as they come. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones?
0: Take it easy, sonny.
2: Where are the drumstick vanilla cones, please? Yes! Sweet, creamy, crunchy, crispy, decadent deliciousness. Mm,
0: Sir, I can Mm. ring you up.
2: In my preoccupation with scoring a (laughs) drumstick, I had forgotten my wallet. Uh, do you offer buy now, pay later? Another day, another drumstick.